Vitamin Dice is an actual play RPG podcast made by adults for adults. Things can get pretty rowdy round this year game table, and it is not appropriate content for children. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. And welcome back to Vitamin Dice, presented by Vitamin Dice. I am your friend, Valandal Man, <laughs> and today I am joined by... Hello, I'm Caden Wise. Do we do our characters as well, or not for this one? Uh, sure, say, and I will be playing. Mm. I see. Hello, I'm Caden Wise, and I will be playing Kyol Zualti and Unikai Zualti as well. Hello, I'm Connor Mann, and I will be playing Elsie Wayward. Hi, I'm Frankie, and I will be playing Bast Botros. Hi, I'm Phoenix Ashlyn, and I will be playing Dr. Belmore. We don't have Josh with us, but I think we will have Josh with us for episode one and going forward with season two. Because I think his new he quit the new job that he got. Something mm-hmm. happened with the job. He quit the job, yeah. And then this is also something that I uh, had in my mind list of things that I might have said before we started sinking. Uh, I'm waking up at like five tomorrow to, to start driving somewhere, so. We could probably be done by nine. This probably won't take that long. I don't think it'll take too long. All right, I'm going to speak to the audience again now. Hello, um, welcome. So this is not episode one of New World, but we are gearing up to start season two of New World. So this is essentially an episode zero or a session zero for season two. And we're going to be talking about just as a group of players, essentially, and I guess storytellers, creatives, what we would like for the direction of season two and what things we're excited about. And we're going to do a little bit of character development. And yeah, we're excited for season two. And we're hoping to get you guys even more excited for season two. So uh, yeah. yeah, let's jump in. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. God, how long has it been since? Since like July, I think. It's been July. Man. It's yeah. been a long time since we've last dusted off these characters. Indeed, but they have always lived in my mind rent-free. <laughs> I still listen to Belmore's playlist like at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't know if we if we should promote these, but some of the characters in the campaign have official personalized playlists. Indeed. I'd... And I've been listening to Belmore's. I have, I have made one. I have made yeah, one. I don't know who else has. I have. Or if it's just El- you and me. There's an Elsie playlist. There oh, there is. There is a Belmore playlist. Yes. Excellent. So there's Keol, Elsie, and Belmore. Maybe we could, like, post those on the Instagram. Yeah, that could be cool. Thing. Sure. That'd be yeah, fun. we could probably do that. Like a link to a Spotify playlist. Send me you down links. do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just double-checked the calendars, guys, but I... I'm pretty sure this episode will be the closest one to go up on the one-year anniversary of the Vitamin Dice podcast. Oh, shit! November 26th was our first episode uploaded. Well, hell. And if I'm correct, 
let me let me see through the internet. This will be up on the 25th of November. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day that I think it will go up. Dude, sick. Yeah. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Because I wasn't there in the original group, so I can say congratulations to you guys. Ah, perfect. Yes, we've brought somebody along who can congratulate us for how great we are. Oh, (laughs) Frankie wasn't there from the start either. Oh. Yes. Yes. We grew two sizes. <laughs> I'm honored that y'all let me in. Like, I know it's been almost a year now at this point, but I'm still super grateful that you guys were willing to extend, like, the offer to join New World. Before before I joined, I was actually really nervous. I was kind of scared that I wouldn't fit the group dynamic. I was being a worrywart, if I'm being totally honest. But you guys like really like welcomed me in with like open arms, and I'm super appreciative of that. To be honest yeah, with you, we you invited you because we knew that you would fit the group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I personally trusted everybody else to make the decision because you and I didn't really know each other when we first started, and now I can't really imagine this podcast without you mm-hmm. i'm honored <laughs> yeah it def- it would be a lot different without you phoenix mm-hmm. definitely i don't think i don't think like all the story beats would have hit as hard or have been like as genuine if you weren't there and all your characters are just so much fun to to riff with that's true and just actually you actually partake in the role play of the scene and stick to your character i cannot wait for you people to meet my winter warden's character oh my god <laughs> It should be oh, fun. Yeah, that one's going to be fun. He's so fucking ridiculous. Oh my god. And if you listening at home think Winter Warden sounds cool, you should become a Patreon. <laughs> Indeed. A patron. You right. should become a patron. A patron. Pa- I always fucking do that. <laughs> Every single time without fail. Upload uh, yourself to the cloud to become a Patreon. <laughs> yes. Become a service in which we can beg people for money. <laughs> Buy me a coffee. Buy us a coffee, rather. Hell I'm- yeah. I might have made one of those. Yeah, I told you to. So if you didn't, yeah, that's on you. That's fair. Anywho, V, what do you want to do in this yeah, little session the, zero? What's, the what's content? up? What is the first thing we are doing? So there's going to be two phases. Okay. And in phase one, uh, we're just going to give somebody the spotlight and we're going to ask them what kind of things they sort of suspect or theorize might happen in season two. And also just like what they hope e- events or things that might that they hope might happen <laughs> or just even as like a player of the game what kind of gameplay stuff they, they hope to have or have more of in season two i don't do well being the center of intention yeah me neither if you don't want to have the spotlight that's we don't have to do that but i i would like to hear your opinion on yeah both like those topics. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about my opinion but i'm not gonna like give a monologue about it then go first give your okay. opinion Oh, well, I don't even, I There's don't know. There's nothing to have an opinion <laughs> about yet. <laughs> I'm going to give my opinion. I don't have one, but I'll give it. Well, so this is, I think, a more specific question, but like, Connor, uh-huh. as far as the gameplay in our D&D game goes, yes. is there anything that you would like to happen or you want more of in the gameplay mix for season two? Yeah, yeah. So in terms of that, one thing I'd like to see is more times when the players are going to have to make difficult decisions. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, I like I like when you have to make decisions and sort of drama in scenes. Yeah. And and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then I'd sort of along the the same lines, I'd like there to be more 
big like action scenes in uh, in season two that are more like grand like spectacle. Do you have any mm-hmm. examples? I, I should know what he's talking. He's talking about yeah. like not just a fight, but like a big action set piece. Like yeah. you're not just fighting a thing. You're like Connor had a really cool action set piece where it was like we were on a a magical bronze pirate ship sailing down a river of lava and we fought a dragon. Yeah, like that was a, that was a cool action set piece. That was one of my favorite <laughs> ones. That was so much fun. Okay, I, I I understand now. I get it. I was just confused. Uh, yeah. So I mean, at least I think like that's what I and I I think you're I, talking about. That's definitely what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think it makes sense that crazy stuff like that didn't really happen in season one. Yeah. Um, the only crazy thing was the cute was like the arena fights. Yeah, yeah that was that sort was of the, the, cr- the most. That was cr- a bit of a set piece. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it's somewhat tame in terms of like what's possible in the realm of D and D, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it would make sense for as we go into farther the further seasons for stuff to ramp up more and more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and Very I think fair. I think there'll definitely be opportunities for that in this season. Yeah. I am super excited for more like character driven moments because we obviously had a lot of character driven moments in season one. But now that we've had practice with these characters, we can really ramp it up to 11. Mm -hmm. We're a troop of theater kids. All of us in our hearts, we're a troop of theater (laughs) kids. We can make this work. Yeah. (laughs) And like just having those like interpersonal relationships that aren't like obviously not all of them are romantic, but like, you know. I always go back to this one, but the weird friendship that Belmore and Elsie had, like more of that kind of like developing those kinds of relationships. I'm excited to see like what characters end up connecting now that we've all gone through trauma together. (laughs) I don't know. That's just me. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I think there's definitely a lot that will open up for that. I'm excited because... I can finally, like, play the character I've been trying to play for the beginning. Like, I lent more into the mystery of Keol at the very start. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until, like, the very end with all of his trauma coming up that you got the backstory. Now I can actually play the character fully. My favorite bonding experience, traumatizing your friends with your horrific backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to bond with your buds? I mean, yeah, if you haven't been in the shit together... Literally, I don't know another way. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, that's good. You missed it, V. We had a really good anecdote. Mm. Nice. You'll you'll listen back to it. Yeah, Yeah, when you listen to it, you'll be able to hear a really good anecdote. It would be very nice. What about you, Frank? What's what's going on with you? What are you excited for? I'm excited for a lot of things. I think this will be a really good season for, like, all of the things that we're talking about, like, Dramatic scenes, character building, interpersonal relationships. Because I definitely, you know, have my ideas and all that. But the fun of the role-playing part of it is that there's always going to be shit that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. You can plan out your future as, as thoroughly as you want. But someday there's going to be a brick thrown through your window and you're just going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, I've I have I've already got two ideas. bricks loaded for... What's that? Sorry to interrupt. I didn't hear any of what you just said. What What was that? <laughs> I was just saying that I that I have two bricks already loaded to throw into Kiel's window. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I have 
That's exciting. <laughs> Not terrifying at all. I have my ideas about, I mean, a little bit about mm-hmm. how my relationship with Elsie is going to change and evolve and, you know, yada, yada. But I have mm-hmm. no clue how my relationship with Kiel will change or Alig or Dr. Belmore, you know. So I am pretty excited about about that. There's also another relationship that's going to change really big that I can't really talk about too much. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be so exciting. It's going to be really exciting. I'm hyped for it. Whatever it is, I'm hyped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phoenix is a mechanical like uh, gameplay side of things. Uh, stuff that you're excited for, want to see in season two. Mechanically, we were talking earlier about like a new direction for Belmore spellcasting that I am very excited to play test for real as like a permanent feature of his character. It's not going to be a surprise if I can tell you guys. He might start following my niche of being a summoner. Mm. Mechanically, I'm really excited to see how that works with the rest of the party. And if it'll work, you know, it's that's a potential future that I'm going to be going forward with with Belmore. I don't know if it's going to stick, but um, that... And I mechanically am really excited to see how Elsie's going to work now. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I think, what a lot of us are excited about. Mm-hmm. To see what the fuck is up with Elsie. I mean, I know what I'm planning to do. Like, with my magic being pretty much entirely gone, I know what I'm I'm planning to do if, like, next time we get into a combat. We've all just been so reliant on you and, like, your Twilight Sanctuary and all of that that it's going to be really interesting to see how all of our combat styles will change due to that. I mean, when you lose your healer, you really are at more of a risk than ever before. I'm also excited to see any potential changes that the Warlock gets in one D&D. Like, as we're playing, if Warlocks get updated, I'm really excited to see what happens. I don't know how much of it I will, you know, personally like or employ, but I am excited to see what options are now given to me. Yeah, Yeah. and it'll be curious to see the fighter in 1D&D as well. Yeah, I'm excited Um, for, I'm so excited for more 1D&D combat or content to come out uh, during season two. I'm so fucking hyped for it. Yeah. I would really love if there was at least one other like puzzle slash riddle that we had to solve just because I think that's really fun and mm-hmm. I want Bass to have an opportunity to fuck shit up. That's fun. <laughs> I like that mentality. You... Yeah. Oh, I have another uh, thing to talk about. What's up? <laughs> okay. Puzzle combats where Ooh. There's, you have a combat encounter that can't be solved by typical combat mechanics, but there's like a, a trick or something you have to solve in order to like open a vulnerability for the enemies so then you you are able to to damage them. Another video game reference, that's just like Monster Hunter. Yeah, you have or to, Legend of Zelda. You have to like yeah. destroy a part of... In Monster Hunter stories, uh, like monsters can have three parts to them or more, and sometimes like you have to, you know quote-unquote break the part that will you know take the monster to the ground and there's your opening or break the part that gets rid of their main attack and then you can go and hit them it's like that yeah it also it might be something in something unique about the environment in which the combat takes place that the uh, the players have to interact with something in the environment to fight the the monster or whatever 
Yeah, I, I could definitely do some some puzzle combat. Hell yeah. Not fun. Color me stoked then. Because I, I, I especially think there should be opportunities for people to use ability or skill checks during combat. Because there's yeah. mechanics and there's like systems based around that. But there's nothing <clears throat> design wise to encourage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I was looking at the uh, 1D&D thief subclass and it gives you the ability to use your cunning action to make a sleight of hand check as your cunning action. Normally it'd be an action. It, it would normally be an action to, to use a skill. And Connor said something like, well, that's okay, but it's like how often do you need to use sleight of hand in combat? And I was like, okay, but how awesome would that be if there were traps in a combat encounter that like some people were, were like, we have to disable those traps because those are going to kill us faster than the enemies are or, you know, something like that where it's mm-hmm. like, why are traps only out of combat? There should be traps in a combat if, encounter. If only we had a thief who could use fast hands and they would be really useful in this situation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I basically just want to make you guys wish that you had a thief in your party. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. And then, uh, Caden, I don't know if you've been specifically prompted yet, but are there any gameplay or, like, mechanical things that you're hoping to see in Season 2 or, like, you know, some aspects of the gameplay mix that you would like uh, perhaps more of to be in Season 2? I want to make shit. (laughs) I just want to build shit. Like, I want you guys to come to me with ideas of magical items to make and i want there to be some kind of like some kind of like treasure hunt to make the process of because the the standard way of making magical items is boring and doesn't really provide the that, the kind of crafting niche that people like me who deeply enjoy that thing like look for in a game so if there's something like uh, in order to make this magical item you need to find this item this item this item and it takes like killing a some kind of beast going into some kind of location and like finding a specific person to acquire the different materials that would be pretty fun i think in a general sense i think it would be interesting to have side quests available that would have different rewards like ingredients to make magic items Mm -hmm. or uh a you Maybe like a crafting diagram or something. Yeah. For like... Or or like do a quest in order to get us a feat or something like that. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, because there's not a a lot of things. I I do love a good dungeon crawl, I will say. Me too. (laughs) Part of the reason why I made an artificer is because they are the... They make all this cool stuff that you can use in combat. They're the crafter. They're the crafter. And so often that boils down to you have this list of basic magical items you can make and you're better at doing that. So I don't know. Maybe if there were like certain design ideas that perhaps I would be able to find on the world or like I said, if the rest of the party had ideas, some kind of incentivization to implement like devices in in and out of combat would be pretty fun. Probably also finding more cool ways to use your tools that's also fair yeah because i think you you probably have a couple of different tools you're proficient i have quite with. a few yeah i would imagine so yeah so for season two i might try to include some downtime and also i'm i really am excited about the idea of uh you guys getting to like a city that you will spend a significant amount of times a specific amount of time in and 
like you'll be there for multiple arcs even i think mm-hmm. uh one one thing is like as when i'm a dungeon master i don't really like giving out magic items because either it's like and it, like to me, an inorganic feeling thing where I'm just like, oh, you stumble across the magic item that you want, or I just roll randomly and it's like, here's some junk. I don't know if you want it or not. Mm-hmm. So what I would be much more interested in is coming up with an official house rule that we're going to use for how the artificers infuse item feature works, and then letting you spend downtime or purchasing or finding diagrams that can expand your list of infusions known. Mm-hmm. And specifically the create a magic item portion of that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if somebody was like, I wish I had a thing to do this, you could like go and try to find or like shop for or spend downtime to create a diagram and then go and get stuff for it and make a thing. Mm-hmm. It would be like a, a very much expanded, it'd be like a mod. It's like a mod that expands the use of the infused item. Exactly. So, that yeah. sounds so much fun. Yeah. That sounds so much more interesting to me. Yeah. Than just like the take take the yeah take them take them. You you have this list. Just you can you can now make them. Especially because like yeah some campaigns are just heavy on magic items and all the the characters have a lot of magic items and then the, the you just make the encounters fucking stupid ridiculous in comp in in compensation mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of already what we've been doing yeah i sort of do that anyway yeah but specifically having an artificer in the party i think is dials that up true yeah but it's sort of finding that balance of, like, not making it too easy to make the items, but not making it ridiculously hard. Like, it take it would take, like, an enormous amount, like, an unreal amount of time to actually make something useful. Well, the, the problem with the, the rules provided is not that it takes a long time. It's just it's really boring to make magic items using the rules they have. That is true. But I will say, it is all... I understand why it would take, like, six months to make certain items. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you have to spend six weeks and 50,000 gold pieces to make an item is, like, pretty difficult and also not at all interesting. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, ah, uh, you're in this shop and you find a diagram for this magic item, and there are these materials that, if you look for, you might be able to find on one of your ventures outside of town... And then with those materials that you gathered, you could make it yourself in like a session of downtime. Yeah, that'd be sounds, pretty fun. Sounds like actually interesting. Yeah. Like sort of how they, they made a sword, a new sword for Ford in oh yeah Critical Role. They needed to take these two pieces of a sword to a magical volcano to have it forged by a master craftsman. And in order to actually get it reforged, they had to get the specific material... They had to take their mithril ingot. They had to take it to go find a dragon to get it to breathe on the ingot and mm-hmm. somehow survive to escape and bring that ingot back to the forge. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. And then when it was reforged, not to get he off got, topic, he got yeah, he got to have this badass like artifact sword. Yeah, it was really cool. It 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 was one of those magical items that had multiple effects that made it feel like an actual magical item rather than like it's a plus one sword or it does this extra die of damage. It had way more like utility purpose to actually having it. So it felt like an actual good 
enchanted weapon. Yeah, I would so much sooner rather have a magic item that like does an extra d6 of psychic damage than just have it be like a plus one weapon. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's a thing. Like when you fight a gif as like an enemy type, they have their greatsword that they attack with their greatsword and then it deals bonus psychic damage. Because mm-hmm. it's just inherently infused with, like, their psionic power. Hmm. Um, and that would be, like, I, f- like, I mean, Keel doesn't use a great sword, but... Not I yet. use guns. That's, it's the t- that's the type of thing that... You can have a, a, a magic item reinforce a, uh, a, a character weapon concept. Type. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, design a weapon to enhance that character's natural abilities would be such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. That's if, really, if, uh, yeah. You, you, there could be like... That could be fascinating for Belmore. For honestly, sure, something if that you have something... Yeah, if you have something in mind, please let me know. Because pretty much what I want from this season for Keol, and the main reason why he's in the group, is to help you guys with your goals. And to provide you with his services to get you to where you need to be. So if you ever want to like talk to me about an idea you had, we can bring it up with Volandal, and then Keol in-game can go and, like, search for something to assist him in this sort of idea. And I think that would be Fuck really yeah. fun. Alright, so to recap, I've got some bullet points that I have under the big Season 2 heading in my notes. We have forced characters to make difficult choices. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I'm gonna do difficult slash interesting, because inter- like, they specifically mor- should be interesting. choices. Um, That'd be good. Yeah. Moral choice. Well, that would be a lot of fun. I'm uh, typing. Yeah, uh, we've got cool action set piece, combat encounters, mm-hmm. drama between characters, and relationship development. Oh, related to that is going to be uh-huh. um, spending more time developing relationships with NPCs. Yes, spending more time with NPCs. Yeah. Um, let's see. We've got more traps and puzzles, sometimes in combat, mm-hmm. and sort of related to that puzzle combat, combat that cannot be won by normal means until you figure out uh, like some kind of puzzle. Um, and then we've got diagrams with materials for magic items that Keol can craft for the party. Sounds pretty good. Uh, one more thing I thought of. Let's see if I can remember what it was. It was? <gasps> it was. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> What oh, was it? No. Hold on. What was it, Connor? What was it? What fucking was it? <laughs> hmm? Oh, mechanics to help reinforce our titles, like our our job within, like. Um, oh yeah, like why Belmore is there, why Elsie is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like because uh, we all have like titles on uh, the ship. Or, like, the expedition, right? Yeah, we were bodyguards. I really don't feel like I know the person that I'm technically bodyguarding at all. Yeah, we might, yeah, because Bast is Madrigal's bodyguard. We definitely mm-hmm. had some of some of that, mm-hmm. but uh, I Kiel feel like, yeah, being the bodyguard of the first mate, Athel Waldorf. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the I one. can't believe I remember his name. <laughs> yeah, very um, surprising, because I don't. I was literally name trying is, to find my journal. His for name him. is his name is Athel Waldorf, I think. Yeah, that's him. Athel is really not a character yet. No, not really. That might be something worth considering. I don't know how important that might be. I mean, it, I feel like 
it's the whole reason why Keel was brought on the expedition in the first place. I feel like there should be more attention paid to it and like him actually being a proper character. Yeah. I, I don't I'll know. i have to figure out some stuff about like who he is as a character. Yeah. Like... <laughs> so actually I did. I, I remember this every time I listened to it that I had like something like kind of juicy that I came up with that nobody figured out. But it was specifically like he had this big suitcase full of stuff and he was like, this is super important. I think I still have it. And I was like, so do, do you look in it? And you were like, well, no, of course not. That'd be so rude. I was like, okay. That, yeah, that's fine. I never did. <laughs> that's very respectful of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Keel's not going to look into that. He's more respectful than that. And also, he doesn't care. Yeah. But like knowing what what is in that, like what he has, is like a, some insight into who he has as a character. So, I do have I do have some stuff for Aethel up here. Okay. That might be interesting. <laughs> I want to pursue it now. Now that you've, you've brought that back up, I'm actually very interested in I, the, I, at least conversing with him because I don't think Keol and him had a conversation more than that first interaction. I don't think They've so. They've just never spoken. They I don't be. know if they ever did, to be honest. Yeah. Keol spent a lot of his time in his, in his room, if you remember. He was a very solitary person. Yeah. That's funny yeah. as hell. Yeah. There might be there might be opportunity to explore like faction intrigue. Ooh. In season two. I don't know how if there's like I don't think there's like competing factions really established. Mm. Not as established a thing. now, but yeah, but I, I like, definitely have ideas for something like that. Um I definitely know the the dungeon dudes in their Drakenheim campaign book have a lot of mechanics and rules to help you with faction intrigue yeah one of my ideas was that at some point i would i thought it would be cool to play the quiet year and have it be the settlement that madrigal is setting up on the coast but i yeah. we, it could also just be the like the uthmela city that you guys are going to be in although yeah i guess the, i don't know it's pretty established city. the thing about the it yeah the thing about the quiet year is a very fun idea, but I think for this kind of story, I mean, it would be like the, bonus content. It would be like side content. Yeah, I think it would be more side content because a full episode of us doing that, like when we did the did it for, uh, why am I forgetting what it's called? Fistful, Fistful of, of greed. greed. When we did it for that one, I don't think I've actually really listened back to it. On the main it's channel, interesting. I, I it is interesting. It. Yeah. it is interesting, but I went went directly to the story first. Yeah, well, we actually had we did it before the the campaign started. That so. is true. So we could do it. I just I just don't know if it'll be good for like an actual like proper episode or if it should just be like side content. One reason I think it'd be interesting is is it it would inform things about the D and D game. That like could be really unique and interesting. Like could add like some yeah, some it might help stuff. Add like political complexity to the actual campaign that might be really interesting to 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 work with. Yeah. Anyone have anything else to say about that, or are we ready to move on to character questions? I think we're ready to move on. Questions. 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 I said, yeah, I said so many things. I, <laughs> I said so many things. So uh, I yeah, that's I've said, I've said my piece, and V, v you and I have talked about where I want to take Yule in this season. So, yeah, yeah, and I definitely have ideas about specifically Elsie, what what, what she's gonna do. Okay, everybody, roll initiative. You're not in combat. Oh, okay. 
this is just to determine what order the questions will go in. Using our characters okay, initiative? Okay, I going to be like... All right. Ah. 19. <laughs> I have LCS zero initiative. <laughs> Kiona's plus four, which is actually pretty cool. Okay, 12 for Belmore. Um, I can roll initiative for Bast. Go ahead. We got a 10. Okay. Uh, then first is is Caden, uh, so go ahead and roll a D100. Okay. 12. Let's see. It's actually not a bad roll. <laughs> what is your character's current goal summed up in one sentence? In one sentence? To make cool sh- shit for the party to help them accomplish their goals. Nice. Fuck yeah. That counts for Kiol and Unikai. They have they they run parallel in their goal for that. Yeah. And Unikai's got a few side goals of her own, but small things. Okay, Dr. Belmore. 34. What does your character admire and dislike the most about the player character sitting to your left? I'm alone. <laughs> Is Connor to your left or to your right? His Connor's normally at my right. Okay. Maybe on the this- Screen? Uh, Frankie, on Discord, your profile is next to mine. There so we I'm go. So I'm just going to go with that. Cool. Um, <laughs> that works. Perfect. I think Belmore admires just how headstrong Bast is and how much Bast just does not give a fuck about pretty much anything. But that's also something that he finds really annoying that Bass just does not give a fuck because there are times where he wants to, you know, go up and talk with her or whatever. And he's afraid, for lack of a better term, of her resting bitch face. He admires a lot that she is strong in her resolve and like, you know, knows what she wants. But that also kind of scares him a little bit. And so it's a double edged sword for him. Yeah, that's pretty on point, actually. <laughs> Fair enough. I was just Fair wondering if Belmore was reading Bast wrong or not, but I'm glad that that's not actually the case. I mean, she definitely cares, but like the the like resting bitch face and the persona that she exudes is definitely like I don't care, and that kind of freaks Belmore out a little bit. Uh-huh. Him and his terrible social skills. <laughs> I mean, oh, Belmore uses intelligence over Mm -hmm. charisma, yeah? Yeah, he's an intelligence-based spellcaster. And also is literally pitifully the most awkward person on on the ship. See. Indeed. Hell yeah. All right, now it's Bast's turn. Okay, nice. Oh, I have to roll, huh? Roll your D100. I'm just, like, waiting. (laughs) 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 How? Okay, wait. It's it's to the right of the D4. Okay, I figured there you go. 2020. 2020. Horrible year. <laughs> that was two years ago. <laughs> God damn. That's weird. That's so weird. Ugh. Why? Why is that true? Why is that true? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't 2020 know. was <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I, that, I was still processing that is, 2016. That is factually incorrect, but... Um, so Anyway... Uh, this is kind of funny. You don't have to answer this one. Uh, 20 is, what is the biggest mistake your character has ever made? <laughs> Fuck. Um, it looks like 56. When they were a child, what did your character want to be or think they were going to be when they grew up? Huh. I guess I have not really thought about that a whole lot, but... You should now, then. I think when she was a kid, she probably just thought... She was going to take over the ranch with her brother, like when her parents retired or were too old to take care of it anymore. Yeah. 
Like, she really just planned on, like, living a small life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Bass thought she'd be a ranch hand. Well, not even just a ranch hand. Like, all oh, of a ranch it. owner, I guess. Yeah. Next is Elsie. And Elsie, Elsie. As they say in France. 23. If your character could go back in time and change one thing about their life, what would it be? Well, gee whiz. I... I I don't think I can talk about this one too much. <laughs> Why not? Um, because it would it's some backstory <laughs> shit. Um. Oh yeah, there was I. The only so thing I really know about your backstory is something you actively avoided talking about. It's not the thing I just did with the inflict wounds in the in the arena because I would have gone way further back than that. And I wouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. I guess that's a really good way of putting that. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one, I think. Yeah. Wouldn't be in the situation where I cast Inflict Wounds and lost my magic. Yeah. That wouldn't be the thing I would change because the change I would make would mean I would never have been in that situation. All right. I'm pretty sure... More of Elsie's backstory is going to come out in season two. So that makes yeah. sense. Uh, we're back to Kiel. Okay. We've done a whole round. Here we go. 90. Who is your character's biggest rival? Who is my. I killed him, I think. Yeah. It would have been his father if it was going to be anybody because he doesn't necessarily have a rival just. Or a new one will come out in the next season was that we don't Z- know about. Was Zeal a rival? He's the closest thing I could think of because Kiel doesn't have many rivals or like anybody that rivals him in his area of expertise. So yeah. if it was going to be anybody, it would have been Zeol. But I guess I don't know if that would necessarily count. So I'll say to be determined because I don't know if there may be one that comes out or there might not be. But a right rival now, artificer. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Crazier to be stuff than you to oh, battle man. us, and everybody likes them better. <laughs> oh, that would be that, that would kick hurt. you out, and he joins no! the party. <laughs> and, no! and they're stronger and smarter and handsomer. Oh no! <laughs> Got my real world anxiety is coming wife. into play. Uh, no. your wife. We can't uh, you forget that. <laughs> starts starts hitting on Robo Unikai. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh dear god okay yep let's move on <laughs> uh dr valmore okay do you want to roll it you roll it you have the okay. mouse 92 okay uh what does your character hope for in the afterlife Whoa. oh boy uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna need a second to think about Belmore's religious Man. beliefs um Shit. Who's your biggest uh, rival? What do you think oh, happens I after have, death? I have, I have a solid <laughs> idea about this one. Oh, oh you do? You're the I religious do, yeah. one, though, so that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. I've thought about this. I am trying to think of a way to say it without it being super spoilery. <laughs> like, what he hopes like he'll get in the afterlife, mm-hmm. I guess the best way to put it is Absolution. what he should have gotten when he was born. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll, I'll give it that. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good roundabout way of saying it. Yep. Yeah, refuses to elaborate. Yeah, refuses to elaborate. Leaves. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Guess you'll have to uh, listen to find out. Yeah. Listen to season two. You'll have to listen and to season two as it comes season out. Season three, the guaranteed you know, season two <laughs> <laughs> happens in season two. Definitely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, Bast. Thirty-one. Uh, what stereotypical group role does your character play in the party? Uh, example: the mom, the mess, the comic relief. Optionally, what role would your character play in the Five Man Band? I think we actually talked about the we Five Man Band. We did talk about We this. have talked about it. I, I don't, don't know, know if, ever... if Phoenix was there. But well, no. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. No, specifically. So we did determine that Bass's role uh, was the tank. Okay, so yeah, I pulled it. I actually took notes on it. So the Five Man Band, the roles are the leader, the lancer, the heart, the mind. And the big guy. Yeah. We determined that she was the big guy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. B- Belmore, do you want to, do you want to guess at, um, where we ended up putting you? My, my hope says the mind, but I don't know if that's accurate. We strongly considered it. That's, yeah. <laughs> we did, yeah. Oh, it God. was in running between <laughs> me and you. Then? Uh, we put, um, Belmore as the Lancer to Keol's leader. Yep. Oh, because even though Aelig is a comic relief character, he's sort of the mind as like the cartographer, and he didn't fit anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. We couldn't figure out where he would go, so we sort of played around with things. And Keel during the during this season fit the leader role, even though normally he probably wouldn't be in that position quite as often. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the the five roles will probably change every arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, might, if, I don't know. That, I don't like, know. I guess it depends on how the arc goes. But that's like, interesting I, I, to think about. In a way, I think that it being your arc means that your character is the leader. Yeah, at I, the time. I definitely, I definitely, I think Elsie believes in Bast being the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the at the very least, and it might be that Keel becomes the mind in the next season. Yeah, the, for sure. Or the Lancer, maybe. Or the Lancer. That's true. Who knows? We'll just have to see when we get there. It's hard though. to tell with certain characters. Like I have no idea where Aelig will end up. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We'll sort of have to see about that. We'll move on to Elsie then. Go ahead and roll. I love these questions. This is so much fun. Yeah, I think so. Fifty nine. Honorable Jester made this list of questions shout out we use your questions shout a lot out. on our show guess Fuck i should yeah. give credit um okay 59 does your character value their own best interest more than the parties no not at all you didn't even need to think about <laughs> that no that makes sense it does that yeah. makes I'm total the, sense elsie is at the bottom of the list even though everybody is like at this point we're like no we gotta help elsie first yeah, that was that was easy for me to answer. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. yeah. Not, Not even to needing to stop and think. Should should the rest of us answer? Since it was very short. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could all answer any of the questions. I feel. Yeah, perhaps. I like that idea. Sure. respect, unless it takes a while. But I think for Keol, it depends. Like yeah. for the for this group, I think when he first started, yes, but currently. No, because when he first started, all his interests were the thing that drove him. Then that was accomplished, and now his interests are about the party's goals. Belmore is fascinating to me 
in like in the regards to this question because he personally wanted to put his own best interests at heart initially but was so endeared to the party i don't know if endeared is the right word but whether he wanted to or not he ended up putting the party's best interest above his own whether Mm. he wanted to or not yeah i think best has put her best has spent her entire life trying to fix the problem that she has maybe not her entire life since she was a child, mm-hmm. a majority of her life, trying to fix the problem that she has. Um, and then I think maybe when she met this group, she realized that there were things that were just bigger than herself. Oh, we're all just a bunch of softies. Yeah. Against our will. Against, Against our will. will. God well, dang it. Except for Elsie. I, yeah, I think with Elsie, it's... To an unhealthy degree. Yeah. I think so, too. That, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it could be. That's cons- a good way of... Yeah. Yeah. I would be interested to see what Josh's opinion on this question would be. Because, honestly, I wish Josh was here. Because I want to know more about Alig. We have very little to work on in regards to him. Yeah, I'm going to have to meet with him separately before we start doing season one. To, mm-hmm. have to like, talk about uh, Session Zero stuff. Yeah. Because listening back, Alig is one of my favorite characters at the beginning and unfortunately i feel like he fades to the background sort of during the second half of season one so mm-hmm. i would love to have Alig come to the forefront here in the beginning of season two um and that's and, part of why i like the idea of adventures of Alig so much yeah i yeah. think that'd be interesting if that's possible yeah well, i mean we'll definitely see if we can schedule that because i think that would yeah. be interesting also Especially yeah, the idea of, like, it's a thing that features Aelig and also is a way to learn more about the, the native cultures in Nyasar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds because, super yeah, it's interesting. It's also an opportunity to do more world building. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, let's no, go no, back no. to Kiel for another role. Okay. 28. What is currently motivating your character to stay with the party? Uh, I think this is this is, feels like a like too easy of a question. I mean, what is motivating him to be with the party uh, that he owes them and feels very loyal to them at this moment because they went through the shit with him, yeah, and stuck with him for the most part out of self self like preservation for the most part, but also like saw his dirty laundry essentially like the skeletons in his closet and f- mostly didn't judge him not that he necessarily felt like he would be judged but but in his most vulnerable moment they were quite gentle with him and he appreciates that yeah he's not used to emotion and being vulnerable so when it happened it was a very safe moment for him so he feels like he owes them for that and that's why he's he's instead of staying with his family he has gone off with these people yeah uh, I'm really glad that we happened to roll this because, like, I don't know if I would have thought to ask that question necessarily, but I would have been very interested to hear about that going into season two based on how season one had just ended. Yeah, because it makes sense for Keel to have stayed behind, but... If he feels like he owes it to the party... It was very easy to make the decision, and also, mechanically, I didn't want to make a new character that you guys would have to get to know, <laughs> so that was another reason... But yeah, for the most part, it was just that he feels very connected to these people and that he does owe them for helping him essentially bury his past and accomplish his goals. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And next up is Alistair. Hell yeah. So weird to hear anyone call him that. 
<laughs> I'm allowed to. I play actor decks. That's and... true. You do play actor decks. Uh, 86. Does your character consider themselves to be a hero, a villain, or something else? Ooh, that's a really good one. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck Big me, fan. dude. Okay. I think that Belmore wants to consider himself a hero. He's not quite there yet, but he wants to consider himself a hero. He wants to be able to reach a point where he can say, I did something good enough that made people see me as a hero. Because he's going through a lot right now that he hasn't told anyone. Not because, you know, he obviously he likes everyone, but he doesn't want to burden them with what he's going through. And especially not after we saw Keol and everything that just happened. He's Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to give him a break. I'm just going to not make them worry about me. And so internally, he does not feel like a hero, but he wants to finally someday be able to consider himself one. Yeah. The one thing holding him back. Yes. From that (laughs) is. Is the one thing that he has used as a crutch to try to accomplish that. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I'm going to go to the bathroom one more time. I'll be back. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Who's in your hydration? Fuck. I oh, think it would next? be best. Yeah. Wait. Is next, well, but we should wait. I kind of yeah. want to yeah. answer that question. Yes. Answer yeah, the question. Do it. Right off the bat, my first instinct was to say that Bast truly sees herself as a villain. Mm. Ooh. I I kind of see that too. Um, I see why she would make that connection. Yeah. She just. I think if we were asking Bast that question, her immediate response would be, I'm the villain. But I think maybe if she reflected on it, she would say, like, something else entirely. Mm. Oh, shit. That's so good. What about Elsie? I want Elsie to answer before me. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, Elsie is something else, I think. Elsie is, is not a hero. She's not a villain. She just wants to help. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That would that would that quantify yourself as a hero to other people, but to you, you're not thinking of that. She's not. Yeah, she's not the hero because she's the person that stands off to the side mm-hmm. of the hero. Well, and Elsie has some pretty obvious like self esteem issues. Yeah, it's hard for somebody <laughs> like that to consider themselves anything, hero or villain, like. To you, you're not import- important enough in the grand scheme of things yeah. to be constituted as either of them. Yeah. And I think I, I think Keol could also make that connection, but I think in Keol's mind, he's too selfish to consider himself either or. In the same vein of like, so he cares more about the people closest to him that the rest of the world could flourish or burn for all he cares. Like, he doesn't want to be either villain or hero he just wants to be good to these people with the people that he loves yeah Yeah. exactly he just wants to be with the people he loves exactly but yeah i do want to say that in in elsie's eyes bast is an incredible hero oh that's really cute yeah keol also has a deep respect for bast and would consider her to be more heroic than probably the rest of the party. As yeah, as nervous as she makes him, Belmore would also agree. 
very so everyone sees Bast as this is hero, hero, and Bast is like, nope, I'm the villain. Yeah. I am the villain. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that makes super sense. Super fascinating dynamic. Are we ready for Bast? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm doodling. I forgot I had to roll. You do have to roll. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't just wait for me. <laughs> I have to find my sketchbook. Twenty nine. I thought I was literally just gonna roll a nine. <laughs> Uh, you could. I think we've talked about some aspect of this in season one, but what are your character's hobbies and interests outside of their class? You know, it's funny is uh, sketching and I'm literally doodling as we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that being established. Yeah. Bast is a, is a painter sort of, right? She's a... I don't know if she paints necessarily. Yeah. I don't know about... Sketches. An artist of some kind. She, yeah. she oh, like, sketches things, yeah. Other than sketching, I mean, her life has kind of been... She doesn't really have a lot of just, like, time to pursue a hobby. Yeah. Because she's always been, like, doing something for someone. Like, on right. some kind of a mission or, oh, I don't have somewhere to sleep tonight, so gotta figure that out. You know, like... Interesting. But she does find a kind of, like, peace being able to do something with her hands that isn't destructive. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I'm excited to explore in season two about Belmore is how much he likes to write. He doesn't just like to read. He wants to write a novel. Oh. And I'm excited to see how much that grows in season two. I'm interested in that. Mm That would be very fun. (laughs) Yeah. I would make an audiobook for that. (laughs) Kiol loves to teach, which is something he's not really had much time to expand upon. But he loves teaching. Teach. Like, he taught his sons quite a bit. Unikai taught him everything he knows about artificing. It's kind of like when we were doing the whole crafting of armor, Kiol was teaching Belmore some of the stuff. Yep. Belmore was was a listener. Yeah. That'd be fun to explore a little bit. Anyone else? Does Elsie have any hobbies? Or is she just not going to focus on any of her hobbies this season? Not really. Uh, yeah, she's going to be probably wanting to turn into animals more, is what I will say. That's oh, a pretty cool hobby. That's cool. My hobby is I shapeshift. I shapeshift into other beings. I mean, when you're a druid, yeah. I think it's a valid forms. hobby, yeah. I, I think there's, there's a lot of escapism... I think, uh, at least for the idea of just like, I'm just going to turn into a dog. <laughs> Not yeah. 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 anymore. I'm just going to disassociate and be a good boy. Yeah, I imagine she'll she'll be doing that in season two. That's cool. I think she will too. One. Oh, shit. Great, cool. <laughs> nice. Oh, getting the ones out of the way early, huh? Well, actually, in this, if we were running it in like Stars of Victor Soul system, that's like the best role you could have. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's a that's an epic success. Well, you can get zero zero. Oh, that's true. Oh. You can. So it's yeah. second best. If your character wasn't an adventurer, what livelihood would they lead? Just a uh, gardener, herbalist. That makes complete sense. She would still be working for Maria. Maria Tea Leaf at the herbalist shop. Yeah, she might be running the shop oh. by now. Depends on if she could kill Maria or not. <laughs> I mean, she definitely Maria, could. I made tea. Ah, uh, this is, I it can smell that this is poison. I own an herbalist shop, but you think I wouldn't what? notice? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely not. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm excited. Oh, yes, the footsteps. Oh, that fills my heart with joy to hear that again. Maybe maybe she would run a a tea house, a tea shop. Oh, that's fun. I love yeah. that. A tea lounge. Yeah, because she would a she she bar. loves to provide service, right? Yeah. So she would feel good, I think, like serving tea to people and everyone being so happy and everything. That's cool. Oh, That's really that. sweet. Yeah, her uh, her inner darkness would never have to <gasps> emerge. Oh dear. Oh my. Well, That's ominous as fuck. Anyone else want to take a stab or uh Keel would again be a teacher. He would actually maybe at a university, he'd want to be a professor. I mean, Belmore would be a researcher, but probably a, you librarian. know, yeah, a librarian that he that would fit him very well. Or um, he would, let's say, Caden, you would understand this, fall down the same path Cosman did. Oh, he yeah. Would s- turn to unsavory magic, I mm-hmm. think, if he was given the chance. Oh, man, that would be an interesting path for Belmore to take. <laughs> if we were, if we were talking about Cosman specifically, that would be a dramatic shift. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is pretty sinister. We'd all have pretty basic jobs. Yep. <laughs> we're all basic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. It it te- it says a lot about the different characters and well, like I what mean, their we're dreams all would be. We're all adventurers. Yeah, yeah we're doing the, the, the most extravagant thing. If we weren't doing that, yeah, what normal we'd, we'd want to live normal lives. We would be doing something less exciting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's yeah, yeah, kind of true. Okay, my turn. Indeed. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Fifty-one. Split in the middle. Mm-hmm. Is your character most swayed by ethos, pathos, or logos? I know the basic concepts of these, but could somebody please remind me what they're specifically related to again? I will just look it up so that yes. I make sure that it is accurate. That's the smart way to do it. Yeah. I know what these are related to, but I might be getting them mixed up in my head. It's the different types of persuasive arguments. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't we remember which yeah, one but, is related to specific. which. Yeah. Ethos is when the speaker or writer appeals to their authority as a means of persuasion. They try to convince the audience of their reputation, virtue, intelligence, and their professional qualification. This way, the yeah. audience is more inclined to believe the argument presented. Pathos is the act of invoking emotions in the audience or readers to persuade. The writer or speaker uses words to manipulate people into feeling empathy, desire, joy, virtually any emotion. Logos is the act of appealing to the logic of the audience. Here, the speaker or writer focusing their effort on the rational validity of the argument posed. Usually, this comes together with facts, data, and statistics. Logos. I think Keel is quite a logical being. Quite a logical being. Yeah. That makes Especially, sense. Especially, absolutely not ethos. No, pathos. That's the one. Not pathos. Nope. None of that. None of that. Get that emotions out of here. The closest second would be ethos. Yeah. Logos is really where most of his mentality goes to. Uh, what about anybody else? Belmore? I mean, he's usually typically swayed by... I'm just going to go with logic, emotions, or authority. He's no- normally swayed by logic exclusively, but since meeting everyone, it's become more emotion, with hmm. one exception, and it's Agdradax, and he will almost exclusively listen to anything he has to say. 
I see. I, I would think as a researcher that Belmore would be displayed by ethos because when you write a book, you want to know why does the author know what they're talking about? I want to know about your professional qualifications or like what you have to say. That just spurs him into learning more logic things, though. He goes, is, like, is this person legit? I'm going to read more of their shit to figure it out. Oh, here's more shit on the thing that I wanted to know. Well, that's what ethos is. Logos, yeah, logos I is, I don't, yeah. logos, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm just looking for the, the logic above anything else. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't totally yeah. understand because it's kind of difficult to like fully grasp the first time, but... Yeah, yeah, that. I think yeah, I think for Doctor Belmore, primarily ethos. Belsey is gonna be a hundred percent pathos. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think Bass yeah. would be. I mean, she wouldn't come across this way, but um, her emotions and the way that she feels has basically controlled her her entire life. So I think I think um, pathos for her. Yeah, interesting. So emotions across the board for you guys. Fascinating. And one little outlier, isn't it? I mean, Elsie, Elsie is I would, ridiculously yeah. emotional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bass, ridiculously I could also see, emotional, that's a good way to put that. I could see sometimes ethos for Bast. Bast, Bast, I would think. I could think see that too. Ethos, yeah. I would think ethos for Bast. Dr. Blamore. Do you have the mouse? Where is the Roll mouse? Them dice, squeak, squeak, squeak. Roll them dice, bro. Roll them bones. Where's that mouse? 53. What is your character's favorite spell? <laughs> Blasty boy. Eldritch oh, yeah, Blast. Sure. Boy. <laughs> just, just twisting the knife in there. <laughs> oh, Elsie, huh? Wow, what's your favorite spell? Man, <laughs> magic is cool, huh? Magic is, is really cool. Tell me yeah, about your favorite spell. That does really twist the knife for Belmore, oh. though. You know. What's his favorite spell? God. I, I think the safe answer is Eldritch Blast, but that's not the true answer. What's the true answer? I can't tell you. It's a spoiler. No. <laughs> just the name of a spell? Don't worry about it. Modify memory. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it has a lot to do with who he was as a child. Huh. And I'll give it that. I'm Man. so curious. <laughs> I, I want to know what... Wow, you have... I want to go around. I want to go around with this one. Favorite yeah. uh, spell is Mage Hand. Favorite spell. I could That's see that. fair. If I had Mage Hand in real life, I'd be so fun. Like I'd be. I wouldn't use my real hands ever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as a gift, telekinesis is like a basic. You're born basically floating shit in the air. Yeah. And then I'd be at work. Ma- I'd just like stand on a trail with my hands in my pockets and just use my Mage Hand to <laughs> yeah. hold my tool for me. Exactly. Oh, what's best for spell? <laughs> I don't think she has one. Yeah, that's I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think she really knows <laughs> kind of anything about... Like, she doesn't know the first thing about magic. Solved. Next. There we go. Yeah, so, uh, Little Miss uh, Lost Your Magic, what's your favorite spell, huh? <laughs> Oh my god. Fuck! <laughs> Dude! Damn! <laughs> She's coming in with a straight blowtorch. I, th- I think... <laughs> I think I gotta say inflict wounds. Inflict no, wounds. I think <laughs> I think Elsie's favorite spell is cure wounds. Yeah. Aww. Aww. I've yeah. done some digging, and it's, I, 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 I think cure wounds is the ability that she made her connection with Chandra for. 
That's the reason she became a cleric is for that ability. That's really sweet. I figured out it is not that much of a spoiler if I tell you what his favorite spell is. <gasps> it's got a long history behind it, so you can't laugh at him, but his favorite spell is the is the light cantrip. Oh. That's cool. Oh yeah, but that that is also the spell that Ace get for free. I'll leave it at that. Cool. Interesting. I think let's do one more since sort of everybody oh, gets man. a chance to answer. Okay. I would do infinite more. Uh, me too. I would. <laughs> I know. We will come back to, to this list again this. before we're all dead. Five, starting with Bast, does your character have any biases for or against certain races? Hmm. Are, are you racist? <laughs> Jeez. You can roll again if you want a different one. I kind of do. Yeah, this seems, if I'm going to be honest, it's a little bit of a boring question because I feel like none of us are very biased. 45. Yeah. I mean, if I can be cool with the stranger, then. <laughs> right? If anybody can be cool with the stranger, it, he's a literal alien. So yeah. it's hard to really be prejudiced when you're fr- best friends with an alien. Yeah. yeah. This this one also like super came up already in season one. It's what's your character's most recent or frequent nightmare. So go ahead and roll one more game. Oh one my more time. Goodness. Third time's the charm. Seventeen. Seventeen. What is your character's favorite season? Probably summer because hmm. where she was born it is very hot and it kind of reminds her of home. Yeah. Nice. Should we go round for this one? Yeah, go sure. round. Elsie's favorite is the spring. I knew it. Because she she mm-hmm. loves new growth and the the beginning of new things. Very fair. Can we get That's one for one? Fitting. Can we get one for one? What? One character for each season. Uh, next is next is Belmore. Belmore's favorite season is autumn because, you know, it's the season of change and it typically uh is like more fueled with magic we you know Sawin is in october and all of that and he especially loves rainy autumns because he can just go outside and experience the rain not needing to worry about if it gets his wings wet because it's nothing that he really has ever had to worry about and he enjoys the calm before the winter storm he actually fucking hates winter so he gets a couple months of respite before winter hits or if you lived in colorado he gets three and a half weeks Mm -hmm. yes he gets three and a half weeks but he doesn't he does not live in colorado yeah none of us do unfortunately (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right and kiel's favorite is winter because i went last (laughs) no you say that but truly I was thinking about it. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to say autumn at first, but I do think Keel would like winter quite quite a <laughs> lot. Great. But yes. the reason why is because I have collected the whole set. It is it is one of the quietest seasons. Yeah. I think Keel because here's the thing: seasons aren't really a thing for Gith because they don't have that in Limbo. They live in the astral sea. Yeah, they live in the astral and, sea yeah. where time. Do, has no, there's no no such thing as like timeline. So seasons don't really matter. But I'm in a flat Kiel, circle and I surf on it. Exactly. I think really Kiel has developed a love for snow. He loves snow because he doesn't I, have anything like that. I almost feel like he would see snow falling and be like, oh, this reminds me of stars in the astral sea. That's very fair, yeah. Something super poetic. Yeah. And Keol loves... The concept of winter is sitting 
in home with a warm fire going, a hot drink, curling up next to the window, watching the snow fall with a book in hand, it's just sort of your family is most close yeah, to the you. Fam- that the, is the family time. Yeah. That's almost why Belmore's favorite season was winter. And then I thought about it. I was like, that doesn't fit. Yeah. The family connection. He He's seen it so much and that made him miss his family even more. So it's a little bit of a bittersweet season. But now, like, he's like, I can't wait for winter so that I can have these celebrations with my family. Just ma- make Belmore not be a holiday party pooper. That's that's Keel's new goal. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Guys, you know we got to do a candlelight special. It is we that candlelight. do. We Keel is hosting. Do. We have to see how the New World Party celebrates the winter holidays. Belmore's exactly. a Scrooge. Yeah. Fuck this. You Keel all better start one. thinking about what your characters are going to get the other characters for candlelights. Oh, God. Okay. We got to do a Secret Santa? We should do Secret Santa with our characters. I- I love this idea so much. Oh my god. It's gonna be great. So that was the last question. Uh, it's about nine o'clock here that as we're recording. Question. And it's been uh, two have, hours, so I have Yo, one thing that I would like to add about the favorite spell question thing <gasps> that I want I want it to be like the last thing about that that is mentioned. Okay. But I want y'all to think back and realize that even though his favorite spell is the light cantrip, he's never once used it. Mm. And I'll leave that at that. He also that carries a lantern. That is also no, true. No, but sometimes, like, he's never once used his favorite spell. Yeah. Just think about that for a little bit. Is that true? I might have to go back and listen. Nope. It's not even on his spell list. He's never used it. I thought it was on your spell list for free. I'm going to leave that at that. <gasps> not even the DM knows. I mean, I must have known at some point. I guess I just forgot. Yeah, you just <gasps> forgot. <laughs> Damn it, V. Even the DM is shocked. <laughs> yeah, V, we talked about this. Loki, yeah, shocked. Because my own memory was like, what if it was a surprise? <laughs> my God. No. <laughs> Alrighty, now we can do closing statements. I just wanted y'all to realize that. I'm right, very yeah. fascinated by this. Go ahead and hit me with your closing arguments. Um, um, and then we'll this was a really fun episode. I had a really good time. Thank you for asking all. Like, thank you for suggesting the questions and shit. That was fun. I love getting back in argument. touch with these characters. Yes, it was so nice to put myself back in the brain of Belmore. I don't know what it is about it. These characters are just so super special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Belmore means a lot to me. Yeah. I, like, I've never been this connected with a D&D character before. Obviously, I get connected to all of them. They, All of them, I have a piece of them I carry with me, but Belmore is different, and I love him. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to put him more through more emotional turmoil. So I'd like to formally thank Honorable Jester, Honorable spelled in the true way with a U. I've used your list of 100 warm-up D&D character questions like several times already on the show. I'm sorry I've never said who made this list, but thank you, Honorable Jester. Yours is the only list of these like character questions that I've really liked and gone back to use again and again. Um, yeah. And if, if you want to do that incredible list. for your game, the I really like these questions, so look it up, Honorable Jester, 100 warm-up D&D character questions. They're so good. It is They're a really lot good. of fun to do these questions. They're really, like, thought-provocative, and it makes you realize things about your characters you would never have really thought about. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I like Yeah, like, like Belmore's favorite season or whatever. Well, it, yeah, exactly. For me, it was all stuff that I knew subconsciously that I brought into my conscious thought. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, I, I know so much about Elsie subconsciously. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. 
Well, all right. Yeah, let's 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 wrap this thing up. Indeed. We don't actually have to say an intro. We just have to make it feel like you should be ready for the intro to start playing. The outro, you mean? That one. <laughs> that was like, yeah. Oh man. What I meant, of course, was the intro for the next episode that you're going to listen to after this one that you've set up in the queue. Yeah, because uh, yes, obviously course. you're going to listen to more of Vitamin Dice after yeah. this one. You become so intrigued does. by this. It will be hard if this is the most recent episode that you've come up because <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to go right to an older episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I think you'll. But our older content's good. It our is older good. content is so really good. good. Yeah. Have you listened to yeah, all of it? You, and you got season one of New World. Yeah. And then I think a lot of it is going to be Patreon content. Is so Mike Merritt check Patreon out. content? No. The no. whole Mike no. Merritt series is yeah, up on Might the main Merit, feed. Dude, the Might and Merritt series is genuinely really excellent as well. It's I, so much I like fun. It. The Heroes of Ironopolis, Superheroes, yes. is on the Heroes main feed. Heroes of Ironopolis is up. Yeah. Have you listened to that yet? It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Let me see what else is up. Hold on. I'm going I'm going to our spoofy. You should join the Patreon, though, because I have plans to release all of Fistful of Greed Season 1 as recut episodes. There are outtakes. There are things like Winter Wardens. And there are episodes that are available if you sign up as a $1 a month patron. There are episodes. But if you go up to $5, you get all of the bonus content. Mm-hmm. So how should we wrap this episode? I think that's it. I- we we did a rap ish. Yeah, this is sort of kind of because like, we had that you should listen to our shit. Yeah, yeah. And now this is kind of after that. Yeah, this is kind of after <laughs> hours content. Okay. I don't think any anything after two hours and ten is going to make it into the episode. Mm-hmm. Howdy, gang. The end of this episode is some outtakes because there's there's a couple, but there's not enough for a whole outtakes episode. So. If you've never listened to outtakes, it's like this. Hello. I am recording now. Recording? I am eternal. I am fire. Yes, I am. I am death. The, um... Yeah, Phoenix is here. What up, folks? It's been so long! It's been so long! I think I can hear something. I know. I don't think Alien realizes that those microphones are really good. Let me turn up these headphones a little bit. No, we can can hear the entire conversation. Huh, interesting. 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 Yeah, because the mic... Yeah. Oh, I can hear me through your audio. Or somebody. Push everybody. Oh, my, now my audio is quite quiet. On Audacity. No oh, God. No. All right. So if I sit back here, I think I think that'll be a good. We we all know I'm a loud person. I I laugh like a fucking banshee. I cackle People, like a witch. People tend to laugh louder than they speak. Mm-hmm. I kept... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I or kept did we just get less as, funny? Oh, who knows? That's a very fair question. I kept peeking his Baron on just because he has such a loud, boisterous voice. Yeah. You guys, just resist the urge to look. Stop peeking. You'll see it when you see it. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck Got that on the recording. Yeah, there you go.
Yeah, so I guess you're wondering why I've gathered you all here today. That is, that is correct. Um, so I'm going to be proposing my creativity passage today. Uh, <laughs> it's on. It's on. Uh, nah, I I kind of do, but not entirely. I get uh, the basic premise, but not all of the details. Also, you guys have talked to me about passages before and things like that. Um, <clears throat> this is about, oh. this is what a passage meeting is like. Yeah. Okay. Basically. <laughs> yeah that honestly would have been way better i would have just turned the video off dude i could be like on discord with the video off just like taking a shit while i'm doing a passage meeting how sick would that be <laughs> excuse me Stop i'm gonna that. have to mute this for one second now nah, i would i would take that to my fucking grave <laughs> you take it to the grave and if it ever comes out you you honor that promise well like i'd be like <laughs> you know grandson I once proposed a passage while I was shitting. He's like, Grandpa, did you forget to take your meds again? <laughs> that's not the point. I did, but I, that's not what I was discussing. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually not proposing a passage. I, I finished those. What? Um, oh, okay. I'm disappointed, but I'll get over it. Why are you disappointed? You should be you proud. Give me I finished all my passages. Give me 15 seconds. I'll get over this. Okay. I gotta figure out how I got all of those spell slots onto, what is her name, Violara. Because it's actually really fun and cool. Yeah, it's really nice when it can keep track of your spell slots, because that's one of the hardest things to keep track of. Oh, yeah, tracking the spell slots? I figured it out. It's pretty easy. Tell me how to do, do it? it. I forgot. All right, so let's see. You have so much shit on your taskbar. What the hell? Shush. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not going to shush. Why, why you got to call uh, him out like that, up, man? Shut up. It's my job. Shut up. Yeah, shut, shut up. Shut up. Go. So sh should we go into... What is the password again? Yeah. Sh are we... Yeah, we're going into the new... It's been too long. <laughs> That's should right. we... Oh. Sink? Question mark? I'll, uh... And yes, it, Dr. Belmore starts with a point of inspiration now. Yay! Oh, <laughs> good nice. memory, Phoenix. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> For the password, it's... Yeah, he, it's open. How the fuck do you spell that again? Is it... Is it capitalized? Yeah, They're always capitalized. Hey. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> these things. Sometimes you do it capitalized and sometimes you don't. Yeah. I have never once not capitalized it. I feel like you've done it at least twice. That is a lie. I don't believe I'm lying. I think I'm just probably misremembering, but nonetheless. Your maximum <laughs> hit points get reduced by two. Wow. Spiteful DM. I giveth and I taketh away. I got the giveth this time. <laughs> what do you mean by that? He giveth me one point of inspiration and he taketh two hit points from Keel. Oh, I think everybody, right? Does everybody get minus two HP? No, no that would be unfair. I'm, oh. He's not total. <laughs> he's not that cruel. He's just semi-cruel. 